0: Uh, Welcome everybody to another exciting episode of No Lights, No Camera Action! I'm joined as always by Jacob hello everybody and if you guys notice a sudden increase in quality regarding his voice we're on zoom this time around uh we might make this a regular thing but uh, mainly we um, wanted to do it this way so that Jacob could actually hear the new soundboard sounds for the uh, Films of the Years of Our Lives uh, challenge, uh, which we'll, of course, get to later. Uh, but for now, speaking of soundboard. Mr. Right, I'm ready
1: for my program. Whose balls did I have to fondle to get my very own movie?
0: Yes, we're going to make some movies today. This is going to be another casual episode. Um, Luckily, there's actually been a decent amount of news regarding films as of recent. Very convenient for us. We can actually talk about some stuff. And also, we didn't have a specific topic in mind for this. Um, But yeah, as usual, whenever we have just a casual episode like this, we're going to make some movies. So, do you want your director, actor, or actress first?
2: Uh, Let's go, director.
0: All right. We're we're running we're we're almost out of these cards. I think there's nine left in each category. Um, so I guess when we get down to the wire, I guess we'll make a movie together. <laughs> That'll be. <interesting.
2: laughs> I like it. I can that episode. Uh, now,
0: Brad Bird, ooh, uh, known for such films as The Incredibles, The Iron Giant, Ratatouille, and Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. One of these things <laughs> is not like the other. <laughs> um, actor or actress?
2: Uh, let's go, actor.
0: All right. Now, Jack Black. Interesting. All right. Jack Black, you said. Jack Black, yes. All right. Uh, our fa- our favorite Jumanji player. <laughs> Round here.
2: In an actor show. Now. Kate
0: Winslet. Have they ever done. A, I'm, I'm trying to think if those two have ever done. Oh, I think they were in The Holiday together. I think I think that's a movie they did together. I don't know. But yeah, Kate Winslet. Uh, so you've got Brad Bird, Jack Black, and Kate Winslet. And I'm going to get my director first as well. Let's see what I get here. There, there's some funny well There's some funny ones in each category that I still haven't that we still haven't gotten yet. So let's see. Ryan Johnson for my director. Ooh, <laughs> that'll nice. Be, that'll be fun. Uh, especially for me being um, one of very few Last Jedi defenders. Um,
2: yeah. Okay. And. Yep. <clears throat> I feel like there's just a lot more than we hear about because people who are against Last Jedi are the ones more actively talking.
0: Yeah, Because generally yeah. speaking,
2: you don't talk as much about stuff that you like, like, as, as loudly about stuff as you like as stuff so that yeah. you don't like. So. I mean,
0: critics critics really liked Last Jedi. Is the thing. Yeah.
2: And then fans were mixed. Yeah. To put it mildly. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs>
0: Tom Hanks, ooh, alright, alright, I'm, I'm getting an interesting combo here, uh, and uh, see, I, I'm worried about, like, <laughs> I'm worried it's going to get down to the wire, and like, a certain actor is going to get paired with a certain director, and it's going to be like, ah, oh, come on, I don't want that. <laughs> Daisy Ridley. Oh, reunion oh. between Ryan Johnson and Daisy Ridley here Neat. and also throw in Tom Hanks. So, uh that'll be interesting. Uh, I'll have to think of something for that. Um meanwhile, um let's uh let let let's dive into some well first of all before we get into news um while i was waiting for you another i found another youtube video it was literally it was like in my it was actually in my news feed on my phone um huh? and it was um uh these guys i mean they didn't really do like a top five per se they just kind of went over all of them, but um, the video was titled um, Top 5 Release Dates for the New Mutants So Far. (laughs) So, I thought it'd be fun if we went through all the release dates of the New Mutants and did our own top fives of them. (laughs) Just just for fun. Just because it's a dumb... Why not? Yeah, So... It, we have its original release date, April 13th, 2018. A, a classic. Uh, we have... Um, after that, it was eventually moved to February 22nd, 2019. I believe that was that was more so for reshoots.
2: A beloved sequel.
0: Um, then uh, it was moved away from that release date, I believe, because of Alita Battle Angel.
2: A sign of... Uh, yes, that one was a sign that the
0: series going a bit downhill. Um, and uh, got moved to August second, twenty nineteen. And then, turning water. That got moved, I believe. Be, that was more so, I believe, because of the Disney Fox merger. And I b- believe that that actually turned into Dark Phoenix's new release date. I think. Um. And then, uh, it got pushed to April 3rd, 2020, um, and, uh, the, and then that got pushed because of the Backstreet Boys reunion tour to August 28th, 2020, and we still, I mean, we, we haven't gotten any word on whether or not that will actually remain its, um, Its release date, I honestly depends on if theaters are open. Because, uh, for those who don't know, and I actually recently found this out myself and told Jacob about it, um, the reason, because a lot of people on the internet are like, why don't they just release New Mutants directly to Disney Plus or directly to Hulu or something like that? because, uh, let's be honest, no matter how good the film is, it's probably not going to make much money at the box office, regardless, unfortunately.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, but the reason that um, they can't release it just directly to digital or streaming is because, um, because the movie is so old at this point, um, that um, it was already part of a a deal. Um, th- there's two deals stopping Disney from just pushing this to digital or streaming. Uh, the first of which being that um, it um, they they l- are legally obligated to theatrically release. Any and all Fox movies that were made before the merger. And uh-huh. obviously, this movie was
2: made before the merger. W- way before the merger. Way <laughs> before the merger. Um. And. Like, it. Like, word, sorry. Like, it was still in diapers by the time the merger was a mere glitch in the eyes of Disney.
0: Yeah. Um. We had a trailer for this before the merger happened. Um, but then, um, the, the other deal that's stopping them is that, um, before the merger happened, um, Fox made a deal with HBO that, um, once it came to streaming for their movies within the past, within the next few years, um, that they would be street, that they made a deal where all their new releases would be streamed on HBO. Um, So you you can actually find uh, most of the recent Fox films on there right now, like Dark Phoenix is is on HBO right now.
2: Which, as we know, everyone is clamoring to go see at some point.
0: (laughs) Oh, do you remember? There was like... Oh, I don't think this was HBO specifically. I think this was actually FX or something. But, um, there was, like, a TV guide thing where, like, like you go through the TV guide and you can see, like, descriptions of what's airing, yeah. and, um, in the description for Dark Phoenix on something, I think, but, um, it was, like, they totally, I forget the exact wording, but it was, like, a complete diss on the movie. <laughs> Like, like the X, like, it was like, um, the, uh, the, the X-Men have fallen or like, 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 it was just like the way it was, I forget what exactly the wording was used, but it was worded in such a way where, um, it was, it was a complete diss on the quality of the movie um and it was very funny um but anyways yeah let's get into ranking these um release dates um i i'll I'll go first um for me uh i'm I'm going to give number 1 to February 22nd 2019 because it's the only one it's it's the most original release date it's the most unique <laughs> cuz it's the only one that's not um, in a month beginning with A, um, and also it's got a very nice like, like it's it looks very nice when you write it out because it's two twenty two nineteen. So so um, it it looks very nice. Um, uh, and then I'm gonna give um, the the second one uh, to um, oh gosh I'm trying to think. Um. Uh, I gotta give the second one to, um. I I'm gonna give the second one to the original release date, um. Just just cause um, a it's one day before my sister's birthday, um. Mm-hmm. So that's something, um, and then also like you know it's it would have been nice to like realistically we like I doubt this is going to be a more fitting send off for like as bad as Dark Phoenix was it's still got to be a more fitting send off for Fox's X-Men than New Mutants will be um so it would have been nice to have it released before that um but Mm -hmm. what can you do um uh and and also it, it's got that Friday the 13th thing going on as well which you know that might have doomed it from the start actually now that I think about it um uh, at number three uh number three i'm gonna give i uh, I'm gonna give to the current release date April uh august 28th 2020 um just because i'm like at this point the like this movie just deserves to be released and put out of its misery um <laughs> and who knows if this date's gonna stick i have a feeling like i mean it's all gonna depend on like theaters opening back up because i mean like It all depends on if Tenet gets released on its planned release date, because it's still sticking to that July release date.
2: Oh yeah, good point. Um,
0: and they've Warner Brothers has stated that um, they um. That if eighty percent of the world's theaters are open by then, um, they will release it. And honestly, who. Who knows at this point whether that's going to be the case? Like, yeah. stuff is getting better. Like, there's been like a lot, a lot of restrictions are being lifted. Um,
2: yeah. Although I will, I will say, uh, if it does get released, if, it, if the tenant date does prove to be like a good sign for the movie getting released this time, uh, I will, I must say, if someone would have told me that Christopher Nolan would have been, would have been some way influenced the release of New Mutants, I would have not expected it to be in this manner. Yeah. Although,
0: I I do... I do stand firmly by the fact that, like, it would totally make sense if a Christopher Nolan film was the film to save theaters. <laughs> like, that would make a whole lot of sense. Um, uh, and then at number four... Uh, I'm gonna give it to August second, twenty nineteen, um, just cause that. I mean, it, nothing, nothing particularly interesting about that date, other than the fact that it's eight two one nine. So like, add eight and two together, you get ten, and then you add one and nine together, you get ten. So. <laughs> This is stupid. Um, and But then the worst release date, I got to give it to April 3rd, 2020. Um, mostly because that's the one release date so far where the delay from that release date was not the fault of the movie itself. Mm. As far as we know. Like that one that one they couldn't they couldn't help that one. Cause that was due to the Backstreet Boys Reunion tour. Um But anyway, yeah, so that's my ranking.
2: Okay then for my ranking I'm gonna I am going to give number one to February twenty second,
0: twenty nineteen. Alright. particular reason other than what I stated
2: uh, something I'm reading this whole thing correctly just because like it was the first day was being delayed to like delays aren't unheard of it' still was, like, like it was still a good it was still like like at that point a delay would have been like part because it was trying to avoid the tool a delay would have been still like good for the movie but it hadn't been delayed so much and had't been let I me mean, restart this. A delay that early, especially to avoid a different private movie, would have been good for the movie, but not. And what? And by that point, it had been delayed so much that it was just comical. Yeah. So that that is the delay. I think I going number one because it's the delay that you can take the most seriously.
1: Yeah.
2: After that, I would put it. I put number two as uh, August second, twenty nineteen, because it's just kind of it to just let Dark Phoenix blow up in its own space. It Which is a nice move on their part. Like kid they like he gave them the space. Like it gave that one was them giving them the space that they wanted and did they didn't do anything good with the space, but they were trying, but they were kind about giving them the space. So we're just like a nice throw move from movie to movie and giving them second place. Uh, third <laughs> Yes, Noah. No, it's
0: just just, go on, go on.
2: (laughs) Third place, I'm going to give to March, 2020 because
0: (laughs) where's the March release date? I'm looking at
2: Wikipedia. Hold on.
0: I've got. I'm just going off of what the video had. Uh,
2: Okay, well, I'm looking at Wikipedia, so I may have like one more than you do
0: weird huh all right March all right oh man that that screws up with my rank.
2: if
0: there's a March, because
2: from. that one that, that was a COVID-19 one that one
0: that wasn't the, the movie's fault one I have do you have the April 3rd on your list
2: I have I have April 3rd oh. uh, I but on the page listed as the one the delay caused by the merger
0: oh Oh well, Oh, whatever. <laughs> this this is ridiculous enough already. Like I don't. If we have different release dates, sure.
2: Although I do, I do enjoy the idea that Nimitz has so many release dates that you could ma- that someone may have just made up a new release date and no one would have noticed.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't at all be surprised if that's what it was. Anyway, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah so that was March what 2020
2: that was it's just March 2020 here oh okay all right then I give it gonna give it to the fourth place to August 28th 2020 because that one it's been in the game so long we gotta have hope so it's place where just mostly a hope hope thing yeah then fifth place, uh, I'm going to give to April 13th, 2018. Mm-hmm. It, was like, it was nice and nostalgic back in the days before everything just went to shit for the movie and then for the rest of the world. Yeah. As well as just a nice before time memory, well- where everyone was naive enough to think that maybe, just maybe, it would have come out on the original date.
0: Well, well, I mean you say before it went to shit for the rest of the world. The rest of the world went to shit in 2016.
2: This is true. Before <laughs> okay. Well, at least
0: our country. That's yeah, true. That's
2: <laughs> yeah, true. This is this is a fair point. Anyway, uh then then for numbers, then for last place since this is the last one that I can read here. Uh, April 3rd, 2020, the Fox merger one is listed in Wikipedia, because that one, that one's just a bit rude for the movie. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, well,
0: alright, (laughs) well... Uh, there you have that it. That was a segment. Yeah. I like how that segment was probably simultaneously the dumbest thing we've ever done in this podcast <laughs> and the most depressing for multiple reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into some, some actual news. Um, first of all, I, I mean, the big one that people are talking about, and we already talked about this a little bit, uh, during our Scooby-Doo First Frights LP over the on the Hitmon channel, but for people who don't watch the Hitmon channel but listen to this podcast, we might as well talk about it a little more here. Uh, the Snyder Cut is officially happening,
2: yeah. going to
0: HBO Max exclusively next year, and they're spending thirty million dollars to finish it up, which I totally predicted, by the way. Totally called it. Um, I called them spending the money at least, um, and then we've also got confirmation on um, an actor playing Dark Side in the movie, and I think. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I, I
2: forget.
0: Yeah, the I heard. Name, yeah, I, remember, I but, forget
2: the actor's name, but I, I remember them being into. I feel like it's either surprisingly little or surprisingly low key stuff beforehand. Yeah,
0: I because I I was looking it up. I know like. Like one of their one of his biggest movies was like almost famous from two thousand, uh, which is a very good movie. Um, it's Ray Porter. Yeah, Ray Porter is playing Dark Side, um, and uh, yeah, and if memory serves me correct, I think I remember here. Did Deathstroke actually appear in the original cut?
2: I, okay, I haven't seen the movie, so I'm not sure. Neither
0: have I. I, I mean, he's in this one. I, I think he was in the original briefly, so... Yeah, that's probably not a big thing. But, um... I, I thought I remember also hearing... Um... It's not listed on IMDb, but I thought I remembered hearing something about an actor playing Martian Manhunter? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, it was... I- I wanna say it was one of the actors that was actually in Man of Steel was gonna be revealed to have been Russian Manhunter the whole time.
0: Oh, interesting. Alright. Uh, so yeah, so the Snyder cut is a thing, and like we've mentioned, uh neither Jacob and I, neither Jacob nor I have actually seen the original theatrical cut of Justice League. Um I I've never really been that interested in DC. At least, like, the main stuff... Like, I saw Joker. I saw... I saw Wonder Woman. I saw Suicide Squad. That was just for a birthday party. Um, I saw Birds of Prey because I liked Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Um, yeah. But... uh That's... Yeah, those are the only... DCEU well discounting joker cuz that's not technically DCEU um uh, th- those are the only DCEU movies i've seen i've seen some of the older batman movies like i've seen both the tim burton ones i've seen the dark knight i've seen the lego batman movie <laughs>
1: yeah
0: um but yeah so i mean this is i mean this is interesting because like this is a cut that, like, so many people have petitioned. Like, people have petitioned for. I mean, when did? When did? Was the original Justice League twenty nineteen or
2: twenty eighteen? I want to say twenty eighteen, but at this point, time is a construct. Uh,
0: twenty seventeen. Sometimes well, time's already a construct.
2: Right. Time is meaningless. That was.
0: Twenty seven. That doesn't seem right to me, but that's what it says on IMDb. So I don't know. Well, because I was definitely in college when it came out. Did or it must have come out like the must have come out the summer before I started college. Yeah, I think that that seems right. now. Uh, uh, IMDb doesn't have the full release date. It just says twenty seventeen. Uh, yes, and yeah, this is driving me crazy. I need to check the actual, the like the the actual release date. Nope, March thirteenth, twenty eighteen. What the fuck, IMDb? All right, I I don't I don't know. All right, well. But even then, like. Wikipedia says, like, the Wikipedia article starts with Justice League is a 2017 American superhero film. It might... What the fuck? And then on Wikipedia it says November 17th, 2017.
1: What the... F- the plot thickens.
0: What the fuck? When was this film released? <laughs> I'm gonna go... More signs are pointing to... 2017 so i'm gonna go with the november 2017 date which would make sense because that would be fall of my college year because i definitely remember people i remember talking to people in college who had seen it about it um so yeah we're gonna go with that (laughs) um but yeah it's i mean and that, well, I could have believed either of those dates because, like, it it was another superhero film that went through production hell and had some delays. Um, it there was the whole business with um, Henry Cavill. Uh, you know, he had he had grown a mustache for uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. And couldn't shave it, so they had to poorly CGI his mouth. Yep. Uh, for the reshot scenes. Um <laughs> You know, it just occurred to me. They I wonder how much of that thirty million is gonna be spent fixing that mouth. <laughs> Cause how much cause, cause it like cost it cost a lot to CGI that mouth, from what I remember. I don't remember how much, but like they they actually like spent quite a bit on that CGI, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um because someone did it better with like a with like a fifty dollar program or something. <laughs> um but yeah um so i wonder how much is going to be spent to fix that mouth um because obviously they have to fix that mouth <laughs> um and then there was the whole business of um zach snyder actually left the film um due to a family tragedy and so they brought on joss whedon to finish things up which is interesting imdb still being unreliable even for the theatrical cut of justice league it's listing zack snyder as director what i mean f- he
2: directed a decent amount of it joss whedon f- took over once the reshoot started
0: but didn't he get credited for it
2: i have no if memory way. serves
0: me correctly joss whedon did get the director's credit rather than Zack snyder
2: you Probably have a better scraps to that part than I do. Uh,
0: I'm going to check Wikipedia since that seems to be more reliable, question mark. Google set lists both of them. Um, oh, no, they still list Zack Snyder. Rather than Josh Wheat. weird. All right, well. <laughs> Whatever. point is, they... You know, I mean, the the confusing stuff with all this film is just a testament to how troubled its production was, and it did not turn into a great film. But then, like, more and more rumors started swirling about the Snyder Cut, actors themselves talking about how they had seen what existed of it and that it was really good... And they even the Harley Quinn show on DC Universe even made fun of the release the Snyder Cut um, petition. They, I
2: they, did not realize that. Yeah, they
0: had a se- they had a scene where it was like two nerds, um, like sitting on a couch, just complaining about movies and shit. One was wearing a shirt that said "Release the Snyder Cut." and the other one wore a shirt that said remake the last jedi <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah <laughs> um but yeah so this is i mean really interesting to see uh that this like long rumored cut that i i will be real I really didn't believe this
2: cut actually existed. Um, I guess I just didn't believe that they're going to. Even if it maybe it wasn't was belief, but I didn't expect them to go back and finish it. And you honestly, I mean? some of them kind of prefer if we just saw like the unfinished stuff more than mm-hmm. them going back and finishing it because I would have found that a bit more interesting, yeah. perhaps.
0: Well, it I mean it's possible like I I know it's going to be exclusive to HBO Max, but it's possible at some point we'll get a DVD release and that could be like a there could be bonus features showing like the Snyder cut before they finished it. Maybe. Um oh. Or maybe they'll just have bonus videos on HBO Max showing unfinished stuff. I don't know. Uh But, yeah, um, and I think, like, it's funny, because in the most recent episode of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, he made a joke about, like, does anyone actually know what HBO Max is? (laughs) Like, I'm on it, and I don't even know. (laughs) Um, And I I have a feeling that, like, because, like, HBO's already... A paid service. Yeah. Um in fact there's multiple variations of it. There's right there's just straight up HBO on your TV, there's HBO Go and there's HBO Now, and now there's HBO Max. I don't know the difference between any of them, honestly. All I know is
2: that different ones have different words after HBO and some of those mean something and some of those lean mess up me. Mean- mean less of something <laughs> you're right um uh, and that hbo's probably just hoping that people get confused enough to try and just get them all to make sure they yeah. get what they're actually going trying actually trying to get words to yeah. get them all to make sure they get what they actually are trying to get yeah um so similar tactics can be argued to be in use for like special editions of some games yeah where you need goddamn fucking spreadsheets to figure out what's in what versions and other and not isn't a version that just has everything so you need to mix and match versions and it's just stupid.
0: Yeah, I don't care enough to look it up but I'm actually going to take a leap and say that HBO Go might be
2: mobile? That that sounds right. If it's not, that's some silly marketing on their front.
0: And HBO Now would be like on smart TVs.
2: I'm I could, just I could see that. That makes some sense. Guess
0: that that's what it is. And then like HBO Max seems to have like more specifically content that's not on either of the others because they've also got the new Looney Tunes cartoons, which are actually pretty good, from what I hear. Um, I haven't watched any of them yet because I'm not paying for a subscription to HBO <laughs> Max. Um, but, um. I just, I have a, I have a feeling that, um, this is like, um, I, I just have a feeling that, um, HBO Max probably isn't going to get a ton of subscribers right off the bat, but once Mm -hmm. that Snyder Cut hits, that is going to draw a lot of people in. I mean, obviously, like, anyone who... Yeah, de- definitely. That's um, that's part of why they're
2: doing it, I guess, because they're hoping that people would take interest.
0: Yeah, in like, this go is... Go to the service for it. Like, this is their equivalent of the Mandalorian, I feel like. Um, yeah. Because a lot of people, like... I mean, I still love Disney+, Plus. Um, just because I'm a diehard Disney fan, and it's nice to have access to pretty much the entire catalog. <laughs> yeah. With a few exceptions, "Song of the South." (laughs) Um, uh, You know, some that will never be on there, and and, you know, some that fans probably hope will eventually be on there. Corey in the House.
2: Oh wait, Corey in the House isn't even on Disney. Wow,
0: no, it's not. (laughs) It's not. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's other, there's some other Disney Channel shows that aren't on there that are more surprising. Um, I know they're adding stuff. Shit, like, because of their deal with Netflix, Tarzan isn't even on there right now, but it's being added this month. Yeah. Um, so is Artemis Fowl. Uh, I which forgot is, that was a Disney venture. Yeah, nice segue into more new- I mean, Artemis Fowl, um- is one of the few, you know, originally planned theatrical releases that is, ra- rather than going direct to rental, going direct to a streaming service. Um, and so, yeah, I honestly don't have any particular interest in seeing Artemis Fowl.
2: I I think I'd be more interested in this bit of news if I had actually read any of the Artemis Fowl books. Because, like, for me, the Artemis Fowl books were just, were a series that was just always around, but never one that I picked up. Uh,
0: Oh, speaking of books that people are mad about the adaptation of, because people are mad about the Artemis Fowl, like, they're saying it's going to be, like, horribly inaccurate to the source material.
2: Of course, Um, because that's always... For one, that's just, like, the... the default state for book adaptations in a lot of cases. Yeah,
0: speaking of which, guess what else is being added to Disney Plus this month? What? The first Percy Jackson movie, because that's a Fox I... movie.
2: Fuck, I forgot that was Fox. Yep,
0: it is. Oh, man. Disney
2: Plus. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: Oh, man. That movie. We talked about that on the podcast, right?
0: No, we talked about that the... Scooby-Doo as well. Okay. We might as well okay. Talk. So
2: might as well bring so, it up now here. Okay. So for those who have no idea what the hell we're going on about, uh, so on I guess Scooby, an episode of our Scooby-Doo Let's Play, uh, we I, I can't remember how the conversation went to this, but it, our conversation went to the Percy Jackson movies, and in just looking stuff up for them, I encountered a blog post by Rick Riordan, the author of the Percy Jackson series, where he would, where he posted a couple emails. Exp- where he expressed his satisfaction with the movie, and there is some. There were some amazing. There was some amazing bits and quotes from them, uh, including including the fact that like in the prelude to that, he said that he hasn't watched the second one because he doesn't really want to watch what movie that is. Pretty sure it's terrible. was was fairly confident going into was it, going to be terrible.
1: Yeah,
2: and for two, they he has a he has a lot of just. There's a few like. Big notes for stuff that they should really change to not make the thing really bad. Yeah, and some that was just pointing out really weird changes to continuity and stuff. Like the one that I believe you're talking about on the episode was uh, in the movie Percy Jackson and like the other characters are aged up to about 17 to try and appeal to a teenage audience, when the books are meant for like younger adults than that. Mm-hmm. Uh. And in the books, there's a important plot point for the franchise as a whole, where a prophecy is fulfill- will be fulfilled when Percy Jackson or just like someone in a position to him turns sixteen. So they age him up to one year after the prophecy that is the entire first series was supposed to happen. Yep. <laughs> Which was an interesting decision for a series that clearly wanted to be a franchise because they bothered to make a second movie.
0: Yep. Yep.
2: Uh. Yeah, because like I believe I believe in the first first book he starts at twelve. Yep. And there is a few other comments. Right. Things. There are a couple quotes that I really liked from the things that were just like really indicative of like his thoughts on just the adaptations in general and I can't remember what the first one was but it was it was quite extraordinary uh the second the one that sticks up the one that's stuck in my mind though for some goddamn reason I don't know what this one is the one that I remember but I remember like partway through I think it was the second email that he has in the blog post uh he says something to the accord of please don't sex up my children's book Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That was. It was really interesting to see see the behind the scenes from an author's perspective for a bad book adaptation. Yeah. I recommend people just check out the blog post, even if they haven't read or aren't fans of the series, because it's it's interesting.
0: Yeah, and if you want to see it's also, how it's horrible also, the adaptation is for yourself, check out that first movie when it drops on <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> this is not sponsored by Disney Plus. So by the way. Um, no, um.
2: It would be oh, cool if it was, but no.
0: Although I would like to use this time to remind people that Death Battle is sponsored by Blue Chew. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and also Miller Lite. Yeah. Because this is what happens, because this is what happens when you let sick pick the ad reads, is the joke yeah, that I made. beer and penis pills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, like, like I, I get it, because, like, they're a show about violence, and so a lot of ad companies would not be as up for sponsoring them in the first place, which is kind of hilarious, some of the sponsors that they do have.
0: Yeah, I understand the Miller Lite thing. I was a little, I was a little weary of it when I first saw it, because, like, I guarantee the majority of the Death Battle viewers are under 21.
2: Yeah, but it, but it makes sense, and it's actually, and it's also fitting. Gippin one of the characters.
0: Yeah, but Chew, I've literally never <laughs> seen an advert for that, except for on certain sites that I will not mention.
2: But I feel like y'all I probably know. Like what I I'm was about. was okay in the one episode of Gang Grumps where Aaron, where Dan like, I mean, there was one episode of Gang Grumps. I can't remember what the series was where they start the episode and. Aaron, like, asked Dan to talk about his thing, and then Dan said... Ah. Basically, uh, an episode starts with Dan talking about a masturbatory aid that he gets. You know, can't remember whether or not that was the same company or a different one.
0: Oh, not, no, not the same company. I, I, I remember what you're talking about. I don't remember the name of the company, but it wasn't Bluetooth. Blue was Bluetooth's... God, I'm really just digging myself a grave by talking <laughs> about this. But... No, like, Blue Chew is just basically better Viagra from what the commercials say. I mean, just the Death Battle advert. That's the only one I've seen. Um, Definitely. I definitely haven't seen, like, a Flash animation ad (laughs) that they have. Um... (laughs) God, this is a weird episode. <laughs>
2: it's, but I'm into it.
0: <laughs> this is a very weird episode, which is fitting given the thumbnail, which I'm not going to reveal until we talk more about that film. Um, yeah, but there, I man, that'll be it. Hmm. There's an une- there's a like completely unexplained joke on this thumbnail, and people are going to be confused on it for the first well, like over an hour and a half of this episode and then I'll explain <laughs> it and they'll be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, more, I look actual- forward to hear what the joke is. Yeah. No, more actual film news. Um, <laughs> uh, there, there's been some news on two, uh, video game film adaptations. um, First of all, Sonic the Hedgehog two is officially greenlit, which I'm very excited about. I mean, I knew
2: it was going to happen, but it's official yeah. right now. Um, I know it's like was, one of, I think it's the. I think at this point, they're the first, the second highest grossing video game adaptation. So
0: I feel like it might. Ooh, ooh that's I can double check
2: that while you're really excited. Yeah,
0: I feel like it did cross into the number one, but I'm not entirely confident on that. Um. But um Yeah, um I'm very excited about it, but I know, Jacob, you still haven't seen the movie, right? The first one? Correct. Um, you need to. <laughs> it's it's way better than anyone thought it could be. Um But yeah, I'm very excited for the sequel. Um I see a lot of potential I like there's a lot of thing. A lot of cool things I think they could do with the sequel. Um, I I I know of a specific. I mean there's a specific character that I won't spoil, but like we pretty much know he's gonna be in the sequel. Um
2: uh, yeah, Sonic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: sure. Um
2: but the major spoiler of Sonic and Sonic. Anyway.
0: But other Uh, Um, the other character I really want to see, which I guess I'll spoil one that it's not, um, I I really want to see Metal Sonic appear, and I think, given the ending, there's a way it could work really well, just given Eggman's situation at the end. Um, well, actually, I'm not... This isn't a spoiler, because it's in the trailer. It's in the original trailer, actually, before they fixed Sonic. Um, but the part where it's like... Um, where it actually shows Jim Carrey bald and with the longer Eggman-esque mustache. And he's holding one of Sonic's quills. Uh-huh. Um, well, okay, there... Okay, minor spoiler, but this isn't like a huge plot. Like I don't think you'll be mad at me for spoiling this, but he uses at one point in the movie he uses that quill to power up his machines. Uh huh. Um, which I think would actually be a really cool way to introduce Metal Sonic as the major antagonist of the sequel.
2: Yeah. Also, uh, I just checked. It seems that according to IMDb, uh, oh, as of March twenty seventh. Uh, it earned two million more. $2 million so, million more Sorry, so, the Hedgehog movie earned two million more than Detective Pikachu, so it's number one apparently.
0: Was Detective? I thought Detective Pikachu was only number one domestically. Well,
2: it was only was showing s- domestic. So I
0: thought there was something else that beat
2: it worldwide.
0: I think at the very <laughs>
2: least, okay, at the very least, IMDb was only showing domestic because right. for some reason, despite the very straightforward search of highest-grossing video game adaptations. Uh, Google's just giving me fuck all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean to be fair, or the very
2: least, fuck all. That's post Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean to be fair, they also list
0: Sonic. What was the what was the weird genre? I I sent you a screenshot of like what they were classifying Sonic as. I think it was like a buddy
2: movie. That that sounds right because it's not what... technically wrong.
0: Yeah, but also like. That's not a genre. <laughs> that's not a fucking genre. <laughs> oh whatever. Um So I'm excited for that. Um
2: I <clears throat> Okay. Okay, I've pulled it up. Uh oh. Okay, well assuming these numbers are accurate, that's interesting. Uh, For worldwide grossing, uh, the top ten movies from ten to one, I'm just going to list, are Tomb Raider, 2018.
0: Okay, yeah. uh,
2: Resident Evil Afterlife, which is the 2010 Resident Evil movie.
0: Okay.
2: Sonic the Hedgehog at number eight.
0: Oh, really? Huh. Yeah,
2: with $306 worldwide.
0: Oh, weird.
2: May mm,
0: yeah I I guess it was one of the final major releases before Backstreet Boys so like it yeah might, it although might have been gonna... able to do better had it had longer
2: yeah although I'm gonna put it although I'm personally considering it to be one higher on this list because I don't consider Battleship to be a video game movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but this site has to as a video game movies what side, a board game. <laughs> what side are you on board game
0: what side are you on uh for accuracy? what what's for this list
2: Oh, uh, what site uh the yeah. the one that i could find of an actual actual worldwide numbers was the numbers.com oh okay so i'm not sure of the accuracy of this site i've never yeah, heard no, about it before that's just fair. now I've, but this my, is a site that's actually listing things
0: yeah my go-to so. is box office mojo but i don't know if they would have that specific
2: list so okay I'll just continue this because it's interesting. Yeah. Then it's Resident Evil, the final chapter, of the 2016 Resident Evil movie. God, uh, then was Prince of Persia. 2016?
0: Pers- was that? Wow, okay.
2: Yeah. Then Re- Prince of Persia, Sands of Time.
0: Yeah, I know that was number one for a while.
2: Yeah. Then the Angry Birds movie.
0: Yeah, that one was a surprise hit.
2: Yeah. Which I n- remember you being upset about at the time.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's just that it came out, like, so long after that game's even relevant anymore. Like, that yeah. game is not relevant anymore.
2: Yeah. Man, it's so funny to get around to booting up the fucking 3DS thing with Star Wars scene that you gave me. Just because I'm trying to go through a backlog of games that I haven't played, and that's just sitting there, mocking me. But, like... It's mocking me through a bunch of, like, soundproof glass, so it's not really being effective at it. Uh, it's a mockingbird. I see, yes, thank you. For the pun that I didn't see, goddammit. <laughs>
0: anyway. Yeah. Anyways,
2: the number three on this list is Rampage.
0: Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: a, about $70 million j- dollar jump in gross.
0: That's... You know what? That surprises me, but I'm happy about it because I yeah, it was like 428
2: million it. worldwide for Rampage and like 352 for Angry Birds. Oh
0: man, I gotta show you that movie too. That's that movie's so fucking fun. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I heard it's, it's
2: fun. It's a blast. Then, at with five million more than Rampage, we have Detective Pikachu. Yep.
0: I'm actually, I'm calling it number one, I'm calling it right now, number one's Angry Birds 2, I think.
2: Actually, hold on, is Angry Birds 2 on this list?
0: I thought I remember, or no, Angry Birds 2 is the highest reviewed, It has the highest Rotten Tomatoes score
2: of any. Okay, um, for what it's worth, Angry Birds 2 is not on this list, so that's not definitely up to date, but... Number one on this movie, not on the, number one on this list is the Warcraft movie. What, really? I thought that fucking bombed. Over here is apparently very popular in China.
0: Yeah, that makes more sense, I guess. Eh, well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Sure.
2: That's that. What the hell were we talking about
0: before this? Just the fact that Sonic the Hedgehog two got greenlit. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um,
2: what was the other video game movie news we had?
0: Um, Kate Blanchett being cast as Lilith in the Borderlands movie.
2: Oh yeah, that. Um, which I didn't realize there was a Borderlands movie before that.
0: Yeah. Um, which is interesting because, like, geez, these video game movies are getting like A-list, a- like actors for them. Because like, Alicia Vikander playing Tomb Raider. While I would have much preferred if it was. Daisy Ridley, I still would have loved to see that movie. Um, but um, Alicia Vikander is an Oscar-winning actress, and Kate Blanchett has won two Oscars.
1: Yes. That, um.
2: This will be this will be interesting to yeah, see.
0: Yeah. Like, um, that's a big get for the Border. Now, I've never played a Borderlands game or even watched the gameplay I. of it, so like, I don't unless it gets like unbelievably great reviews i probably won't see this movie anyway or or if it or if they cast an actor i really like like i'm like i haven't seen much of kate blanchett but like i still haven't even seen Thor Ragnarok um which if if you don't recall she played hela ah okay um so that's probably the, the most notable role you would know. Um but yeah, she's I mean she's a phenomenal actress that I'm just not very familiar with. Um but yeah, um Yeah, so that's a thing. Um that's that's neat. Also that Monster Hunter movie is still scheduled for like November or something. It's scheduled for September or November of this year, and I don't believe that for a second because we haven't gotten a single trailer.
2: I I forgot about the Monster Hunter movie. Yeah, I felt better having forgotten about the Monster Hunter movie.
0: Yeah, see, I I, I have a feeling that one's probably gonna. Because, fall. Okay,
2: that's by the same guys to the Resident Evil movies.
0: Yeah, same lead actress too.
2: Yeah, and they're doing an interesting choice... Like, last time I heard about the plot, they were doing an interesting choice of the plot, where instead of just doing a movie about people hunting monsters, it's a movie about a bunch of soldiers that get teleported to another world and then hunt monsters. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Because because just hunting monsters wasn't straightforward enough. Jesus it was, it was It was too straightforward. They had to have... Oh, the world shenanigans too! Oh,
0: God, oh, people who, people who actually, I've, I, uh, that's another series I've never played, but fans of that series are gonna hate that movie.
2: Yeah, cause, oh, cause like the, in in theory, shouldn't be too hard to just wouldn't have been too hard to just set up a conflict where under a normal monster Hunter scenario you could just like have an I icon- just have it be like a character in a village then uh, one of the iconic monsters just destroys the village and the movie is about tracking down and hunting that monster yeah
0: and, and the other thing is like Mila Jovovich from what I've heard about Mila Jovovich I've I've never seen a Mila Jovovich film but like from what I hear she's not a terrible actress she's just always in terrible films <laughs> because <laughs> I mean she was the lead in every Resident Evil film um, which I mean those movies have their fans and I've got the first two on DVD and want to check them out at some point just because I hear they're they're fun they can be fun um, but I've yeah um, and then she was in some action movie called Ultraviolet which got horrible reviews. she was the main villain of the Hellboy
2: reboot. All right. Ah, I already forgot about that movie.
0: Yeah. God, most people probably wish they were in your position in that <laughs> regard. Um, I, I haven't seen any of the Hellboy movies, but, like, did not hear good things about that one at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Which is a shame, because David Arbor is a good actor. And it's... Unfortunately, not the only movie to waste his talents. Quantum of Solace. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what other film news there's been. Um, oh, going back to DC a little bit. Rumor has it Henry Cavill might be back as Superman?
2: That, hmm
0: sounds
2: like that might be it. I have have mixed thoughts and mixed thoughts about that. Meaning that I have both mixed thoughts on the accuracy of that statement and mixed thoughts on if it's true. What my thoughts are. I don't don't know. It's it's neat. On one hand, it's neat that we finally had a Superman actor who hasn't gotten horribly injured. Oh, shit. Wow. Because that was like a Remember that being an old curse, quote-unquote, curse associated with the role.
0: I mean, he didn't get hurt physically. I feel like Justice League might have hurt him emotionally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just seeing that mouth, like, seeing your own mouth be horribly cgi <laughs> that's gotta be the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> or yeah. one of the, or up there. Yeah.
2: And then the other thoughts are: I'm not. I don't. I don't know how much I like Henry Gavel in the role of Superman specifically.
0: I've never seen a movie with him as Superman, so I don't have anything to go off of.
2: Because, like, okay, like I'll just put it this: like he, it works well enough for the Zack Snyder aesthetic, but the Zack Snyder aesthetic doesn't give. But the Zack Snyder movies don't really have a good version of Superman, if that makes sense?
0: Yeah, no, I get... Well, because it completely clashes with what the character stands for, because Zack Snyder's filmmaking style is very dark and brooding, and, and Superman edgy, is supposed and yeah. to be friendly and happy. Um,
2: it's yeah. not even family friendly, it's just positive about
0: yeah. things
2: could get better.
0: Yeah, like like leave the darkness to Batman and almost everyone else in the DC universe. You know, but that's their <laughs> Um Like Superman is their one beacon of hope and positivity and Zack Snyder kinda sucked the, the fun out of it. I mean I I heard like Man of Steel is okay but like but like he kills zod right
2: <laughs> yeah he does kill zod at the end
0: and that's not a, that's not superman
2: you know in all fairness to the the movie was supposed to be a he kills zod because that gave him no other choice uh, uh and it was either they kill zod or a family immediately dies
0: ah uh, okay fair enough
2: but so like that's kind of but, but also the notion kind of clashes with just the level of destruction the battle had immediately prior. Yeah. And also with the depiction of the battle from Batman's perspective in Batman vs. Superman, where it's very bluntly equated in 9-11 visually.
0: Hmm. Alright. Interesting approach. So it kind of
2: it, it works in theory, but not it works in a vacuum, but not so much in the greater context of the movies, if that makes
0: yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like. I, I saw two different rumors. I don't know how much validity there is to either of these. But one of the rumors said that Henry Cavill is back and Zack Snyder will be directing, um, which I feel like that's probably dependent on the success of the Snyder cut. Yeah, um, that,
2: that would make sense.
0: And the other rumor i heard was um henry cavill's back but jg abrams is directing.
2: which that would be it that be interesting that would be let's a, put it a, that way well,
0: because i've because there's been rumors circulating even like long before henry cavill the wrong long before there were rumors of henry cavill returning there were rumors of J.J. Abrams being in talks to direct a DC film. So, that one I'm more likely to believe at this point in
2: time? Well, as long as it's not the end of a story arc, that'll probably be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Because J.J. Abrams is good at setting up stories. Finishing them, as we've seen in Star Wars, finishing them isn't always his strong (laughs) suit.
0: oh, J.J. Abrams goes in and it's like, and the, like, there's one part where, like, the villain has a talk with Superman and he's like, your mother, um, (laughs) they lied to you. Martha wasn't actually your mother's name. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. God. Yeah. Oh god. And what oh god, what would be like the worst twist? The worst parental twist J.J. Abrams could throw in a Superman movie. What is
2: the uh, worst twist that
0: that he could do?
2: Uh fool. Uh, where well, there's the non-obvious, obvious one of Zod was your father the whole time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> there's ooh, maybe Lex Luthor is his brother now. Uh, oh god, <laughs> how would that work? <laughs> it wouldn't. That's why it'd be terrible. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, that like, cause like, would that be like? like, what direction would they go with that? Would they go, like, adoptive or biological? Because biological <laughs> would be harder to justify. But also, the, the the adoptive wouldn't have as much weight, I
2: feel. No, no. Here, here's the stupid explanation we're gonna go with. Uh, in the we see the stupid explanation we're gonna go with. Uh, when Superman's cos like, ship Crashes on land when he crashes on the earth when he's a baby. Some act, some weird accident happens with this with the life support systems, and they clone him. And but they, but the clone gets all the evil parts of Superman or some nonsense like that.
0: Isn't that just bizarro?
2: Now I should put it that way. Yes, bizarro, but a businessman.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ, this is oh my god. Anyway, um oh god
2: uh what was a oh man um man there was uh, there was a i'm just remembering the dimension of bizarre reminds me. there was a comic uh what is a comic there's a comic run starring uh red hood bizarro bizarro and i forget who the third person was fuck huh, who was the third character and a third character and there's a part in the book where they nearly put him like, where like jason todd nearly puts down bizarro like mice and men style
0: i've never read mice and, are you talking about like wasn't there a thing with like killing a rabbit in that
2: oh oh no oh I've no never no read uh,
0: mice and men.
2: oh no no oh no what let put this way that the ending ends very sadly.
0: I so I've heard.
2: <laughs> um Okay, let me try and let me try and budget the explanation of it. Uh basically uh the one care one char- I can't remember the character's names, which doesn't make it a little bit annoying. A uh, one character uh the dumb one who doesn't really know his own strength is up accidentally killing someone. And so he and his friend have to go going on the run and he and his friend are just standing like like standing by a river and his friend like the friend that's and the friends just like telling him like the one that murdered the person uh, to just like think of the dreams that you're having just like close your eyes and think of the rabbit because leave the platform was the motivation was they wanted to start a rabbit farm at some point point. Mm-hmm. It was like, think of the rabbit farms, like, think of the rabbits, and then while he's closing his eyes with a happy thought in his head, his friend shoots him in the back of the head.
0: Oh, wow. See when, see, when you started that explanation, you started it earlier than I expected you to, and so when you said the guy accidentally kills someone, I was like, how the fuck does... Evil Robin accidentally kill evil Superman. <laughs> How the fuck does anyone accidentally kill any version of Superman?
2: Like, <laughs> you just, like... <laughs> but, yeah, in the comics, I believe it's Jason who gets all the way up to the point of the gun at the Bizarro's head, but then puts it down at the end. I'm
0: just imagining, like... I'm just imagining, like... Like, Clark Kent going to, like, a talent show or something, and, like, there's a real-ass magician in the talent show, (laughs) and he just accidentally
2: kills Superman with his magic.
0: (laughs) Like, that would- That,
2: That sounds silly enough to have been, like, a really early Superman comic. Oh my god. Damn, Silver Age was silly. Oh god. Yeah.
0: Uh. Oh god. Um. Where the hell were we? I. I'm trying to think here. Um.
2: we were talking about Snyder cut.
0: It, well, we were talking about Henry Cavill returning then. as Superman. Yeah. Um. Here, here's a thought. If If Henry Cavill did not return to Superman, who would you want to play Superman?
2: Huh. Because I... Nicholas Cage. Jesus Christ, dude.
0: He already got his opportunity in Teen Titans Go to the Movies.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you're going to surprise the role, then? Jesus Christ. Uh I'm I'm now imagining a Zack Snyder-style movie, but Superman is just the cartoon one from Teenage Titans Go to the movies. Well, I still want to
0: see fucking Tim Burton directed Batman v Superman with Nicolas Cage and Michael Keaton. Because that's where that would have led if if, uh, Superman Lives happened. That's absolutely where it would have gone.
2: Damn it, now I want to see that. Yeah, right? <laughs> Damn it, Noah, I was saying that as a joke, but now you maybe genuinely want to see Nicolas Cage in the role. <sighs> well, yeah, and and Michael Keaton returning, too. And Michael Keaton. Um,
0: And, t- like, Tim Burton's weirdness. Well, well, I mean, he didn't get too weird with the Batman movies, except for Prince Joker and everything with the Penguin. <laughs> Okay, so he got weird. <laughs> okay, whatever, but not Joel Schumacher weird, not not like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory weird, which I still refuse to watch.
2: Not Alice in Wonderland weird. Anyway,
0: well, Alice. In, well, at least with Alice in Wonderland, it fits. I mean, fair enough, but still a joke. Anyway, what's like, the... Tim Burton was the best was probably the best choice to direct a live action Alice in Wonderland. Whether he was the best choice to direct a live action Dumbo, that's <laughs> <the> different... <laughs> I forgot that was Tim Burton. Yep, that was Tim Burton, alright. Well, I guess Well, they really and it's weird because like I haven't seen that movie, but from what I remember from the CinemaSins video, they like super die they, like, really toned down Elephants on Parade, which you'd think that'd be where Tim Burton would shine. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> I for, I was going to search something up. I forget what I was going to search up. But anyway, um, I have two answers for the Superman thing. If they stick with just rebooting it as Clark Kent, yeah. uh, David Cornswet from Hollywood... He's actually been a fan a, a relatively popular fan casting for Superman, especially given the fact that he kind of looks like a younger Henry Cavill. Like uh-huh. like he definitely has the look and cert and Hollywood show that he definitely has the acting chops. Um if they want to go in a different direction with it, um I forget the name of the character, but there's a black Superman. I forget uh-huh. Who what it is who he is, but I've seen a lot of people fan cast Michael B. Jordan as that Superman. Michael B. Jordan uh played Killmonger in uh-huh. Black Panther. I would love to see that.
2: Uh Calvin Ellis seems to be Calvin the character. Calvin Ellis,
0: yeah. I wanna see Michael B. Jordan as Calvin Ellis Superman. Um I think That'd be a really cool, cause like, let's be honest. I mean, like Superman. I
2: forgot that. forgot that that, I forgot that Calvin Ellis was also the president of the United States. Oh, in that book. Huh. Cool.
0: Um. Yeah, I. I think that'd be a really cool a. Um. Because obviously, like as amazing as
2: and brain next, his personal computer of course
0: as amazing as michael b jordan is as killmonger um, given the perfect ending they gave him in black panther please don't bring, please don't resurrect him uh uh-huh. um for a future movie uh, so he's not tied down to marvel um and Yeah, like, I would love to see, because Michael B. Jordan's a phenomenal actor, um, and I would love to, to see them take Superman in a different direction, because, like, let's be honest, the, Clark, Clark Kent has been done to death. Yeah. Um, literally, Batman v. Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... And actually was almost done to death much earlier in Superman Lives.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, and Superman Returns he almost dies.
0: Yeah. I. Yeah, alright. Um, anyway. Actually, other DC news that I just remembered um, I saw. Well, this isn't news. This is more rumors. But I do want to talk about this um, because part of it bugs me. Um there's rumors that um, Warner Brothers is looking to reevaluate the future of birds of prey given uh-huh. its financial its relative financial failure despite uh-huh. positive reviews and I mean we've already I've already talked at length on this podcast and in a separate video on my channel my issues with birds of prey. Um, But this seems to be, if these rumors are true, they seem to be going in the wrong direction, in my opinion, to fix this. Because the rumor has it that they are planning on recasting me- most of the members of the Birds of Prey. Obviously, they're keeping, yeah. they want to keep Margot Robbie as uh-huh. Harley Quinn, although they are now questioning how much they're going to be able to rely on her as the face of the DCEU. Cause for a while they were like, it seemed like they were going to be pushing her as the face of the DCEU. Um, but since birds of prey didn't do very well financially, um, it sounds like they may be reconsidering that approach, which I mean like fair. Cause like, I mean, Margot Robbie's good as Harley Quinn, but it doesn't really make sense for her to be the face of the dceu yeah um unless you're going in a wildly different direction and if you go in that wildly different direction i'm all for it but um where it stands right now it doesn't make sense um however it all i feel like it also doesn't make sense to just recast all of the birds of prey members because the main problem with that movie regarding those other characters is that they're underutilized. Like it's not that mm. like the actresses didn't do a bad job. In fact, I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the best part of that movie. Um as oh, which character did she play? She's Huntress. Ah. Okay. Um I I I think she's the best part of that movie. I would have said Ewan McGregor if they didn't have that part where he forces a girl to strip and dance.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, cause like
2: Ewan,
0: Ewan McGregor's black mast is interesting because like throughout most of the movie, he's a really fun, like funny villain. Like he's he's very like he, he has this weird sense of humor, like, he, he sometimes acts like a little kid, and, like, he, he's very giddy. I, I guess that's the best way to put it. He's very giddy, and it, I I liked the direction. I don't know if that's, that's probably not very accurate to the comics, but I I liked the, how he was playing the character.
2: And then he takes a dark turn towards the end.
0: Yeah, and it's just, like, well, I mean, he, he was dark from the beginning because he was cutting people's face off. Well, yeah, but, off, like, dark... But he did it in a comedic well, manner where he was like, oh, I'll spare you. Oh, wait, you got a snot bubble? I changed my mind cutting off your face. Which, I mean, isn't that funny, actually? But, like, the, the funniest moment I, I thought he had was, like, where, like, his... One of his goons is actually telling him about the crossbow killer um, who is Huntress. um, And she actually... That that's another running joke. Uh, She gets really mad about people calling her the crossbow killer. (coughs) Um. And um, like he has this thing like, why don't I have a crossbow killer? I like crossbows. (laughs) (laughs) His delivery there is perfect. Um, it's very funny. Um, and um. So I, I like a lot of the stuff he did with his character. Like, he was fun. Like, he was actually breathing some comedy into a film I feel like needed a little more comedy. And it would have been good. Um, but then he takes that dark turn. And then they just, like... It, I mean, spoilers for anyone who cares. But, like, he gets blown up at the very end. Like, it's a very bloody explosion. Mm. Um... And it's weird because, like, it feels like that's a character that they could have capitalized so much more on. And it's weird because, like, the article seems to suggest they are planning to capitalize on that character more because it said, like, while Margot Robbie and Ewan McGregor will likely stay as Harley Quinn and Black Mask, I'm like, who is Ewan McGregor going to stay as Black Mask? You blew his ass up! Like you, you, you can't reverse. That.
2: No, he'll come back as his he'll come back as his evil as his more evil twin brother, Vanta Black Mask.
0: Jesus Christ, no! <laughs> God, oh man! The power to make
2: his face seem no longer three dimensional. What? <laughs> because Vanta Black, Vanta Black is a color of black that is is a shade of black that is so dark. That, like, almost no light reflects out of it. So if you paint a three-dimensional object in Vanda Black, it'll no longer seem three-dimensional. It'll just look like a silhouette of the object.
0: Oh. I see. When you gave that very specific description, I was like, there's not actually a character.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, just making a color pun. Oh,
0: pun. Oh, gosh. I mean... Yeah. So like no, What
2: that's... was the what was the Batman villain whose thing was he's a painter that got blinded and can now only see color?
0: A fuck if I know. Cuz there
2: was a Batman villain with that bad story.
0: <laughs> um I don't know. Check the cast list of the Lego Batman movies, probably in there. Like seriously, I mean like they put Fucking Calendar Man and other ridiculous Batman villains in there. Like he's probably in there somewhere. I just don't remember it because I haven't seen the movie since it was in theaters. Um.
2: Oh my God! This character is a member of the Black Lanterns. The painter. The the Rainbow Raider. Yes, that guy. Oh, was what? a member of the fucking Black Lantern Corps. That
0: literally makes the least sense as far as which lantern core he would be part of.
2: Well, black lanterns are just the zombies, I guess. But he's a paint. His name is Rainbow. <laughs> and his actual name is Roy G. Bivolo.
0: Are you fucking kidding
2: me? I am not kidding. Jesus. I could not have made that shit up if I Did tried. Did find DC's big wheel? <laughs> Did we find DC's big wheel? <laughs> <laughs> depends so, so, on his so, so, publication so, 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 history. Is so, 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 this guy in Crazy Quilt? Hold on, I'm going to Google Crazy Quilt.
0: Yeah, whichever one's been in less comics. And also less other media. Like, has have either of these guys appeared in cartoons or anything? Or video games?
2: Okay, I know both these the characters Bat- appeared in Batman the Brave and the Bold.
0: I know Crazy Quote was also in um, the Lego Batman movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Rainbow Raider appeared as a villain of an episode of Black, uh, Brave and the Bold.
0: Okay, just one that episode. was the
2: episode where a disgruntled Robin teens with Batman again.
0: Just one episode, though. Okay, so we, so he's still on par with Big Wheel in that regard. I like how we've just deviated completely from
2: movies.
0: And are just... Oh, yeah, he was in
2: Arkham City. Pretty really cool to me. Um, okay.
0: Yeah, whichever one has less
2: publication history,
0: I'd say. Rainbow Raider
2: was also in Teen Titans Go to the Movie.
0: I mean, yeah, I'll I'll give him a pass on that because I mean I'm sure they pulled a lot. But
2: was of- not in Lego, ba- both not in the Lego Batman movie, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, there there we go. There's something.
2: Holy fucking shit! He was in the Flash.
0: Are you f- wait? Like
2: Flash? <laughs> he was in the Flash. Like modern, he talking- was in yes, he was in the modern Flash.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, he no. was he. I feel, oh my God! I
0: feel like that disqualifies him as being DC's Big Wheel. That alone.
2: <laughs> he okay. was in one of the. He was in the Flash versus Arrow crossover episode.
0: Not the first one, right? Because I would remember him. He was if in you, one
2: of them. Oh, okay, yeah, this one they gave him emotion powers based off. Well, which okay, they gave him emotion powers based off the colors he was using in that episode. I remember. Oh so, my fucking. God. So... Oh, no, wait! Yes! I do remember him! Oh, my God. He was also mentioned in an episode of Supergirl. What the fuck? Because he's the
0: reason that Flash fights Arrow. Yeah. Because he makes Flash angry at Arrow. Holy fucking shit. Oh, my God. Yeah,
2: and then... Uh, and then Barry Allen, like, in a Supergirl crossover, Barry refers to this incident to help, to try and help Supergirl, like to try and give Supergirl advice about something with red kryptonite.
0: Oh god, what the fu- What the fuck? Oh Jesus.
2: Um, hey, do you have a movie for me? <laughs> uh, as in the movies we're making, or as in an unrelated movie, because. Unrelated, I can suggest Mega is a thing that exists. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, no, I, I meant the movies were made. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> oh, God. Oh, this this episode is just so fucking off the rails.
2: Oh, God. Okay, I've been a bit distracted for most of the episodes, so I don't have a strong movie. I don't have a title for this movie, but that's not out the ordinary. Well, the basic premise that I have is Kate Winsett plays a disgraced knight who goes on a quest to reclaim her honor, and the quest involves having to team up with Jack Black as a comedic side character to, like, defeat a dragon or something. And it's animated. I like it. I
0: like it. Uh. I. Wow, this is interesting. Um. Just, like, out of curiosity, I searched Tom Hanks' Star Wars, and apparently he wanted to date. He wanted to cameo as a stormtrooper in Solo, a Star Wars story, but they couldn't make it work because he was shooting something else. Huh. That's that's really interesting actually. Um Yeah, well I <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm going to I'm a I'm going to go with the more serious one then cuz I was going to I wanted to try to make a Star Wars episode 10 that would just piss off as many people as possible but I couldn't think of a I, I couldn't think of a way to incorporate Tom Hanks in it in a major role like I couldn't think of a character that would be fitting for him are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Although oh. you are
2: roboting a little bit.
0: Oh, oh, on Zoom. Or at least you
2: were. You sound fine now.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I was just saying. I I wanted to. Part of me wanted to make a Star Wars episode ten that would just piss off as many fans as possible. <laughs> um, but I couldn't think of a. I couldn't think of a character that Tom Hanks would be fitting to play. Um. So. Instead, I'm just gonna go with a more serious answer. Um, uh, as a sequel, as we we have confirmation that a sequel to Knives Out is happening. Um, so, sequel to Knives Out, um, where. Now, I know, like, most of the cast from the first one is probably not going to return. I mean, we know Daniel Craig's going to return as, as his uh, Benoit Blanc. Um, but the the one other cast member I really want to return is Ana de Armas, um, who, uh, you know, plays the main female. Uh, and just, I, I feel like there's a way they could incorporate her where she, basically, like, Benoit Blanc takes her marta under his wing and sort of trains her to be a junior detective Uh um because i mean she she's well no i don't want to spoil the ending of that movie for you because you still haven't seen it right
2: i believe so
0: you believe you still haven't seen knives out I feel like you would remember if you had seen Knives Out. It's <laughs> not exactly a movie you forget about. <laughs> what the
2: fuck? <laughs> dude. I uh, don't know why I responded with that. <laughs>
0: Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Well. Okay, well, my idea here is, so, like, so, like, so, like, Benoit Blanc takes Marta under his wing and trains her to be a a junior detective, um, and they are investigating another murder, um, but they meet some rival, uh, detectives, um, Tom Hanks and his assistant Daisy Ridley um which I'm now realizing this would be the second murder mystery Daisy Ridley has appeared in cuz she was in Murder on the Orient Express
2: um her recount the mystery of who killed Star Wars s- <sighs>
0: oh oh now you you now you're gonna make me feel bad about (laughs) saying the twist because I was gonna make because I was gonna make Daisy Ridley the killer but I don't feel that way about her in regards to Star Wars I I more so give that I would I would if I'm gonna blame anyone I'm gonna blame I'm
2: I'm not blaming her I'm just saying that since she was in the movie she'd be involved in that mystery like I'm like I'm imagining this as an SNL skit.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: Where like the actors are just like on the set and someone like and someone suddenly runs in and declares that the something's gone wrong, so, the movie is shit, we've murdered Star Wars and everyone starts poking like in basically really or whoever's just looking around seeing like who did what.
0: Oh my god, I'm just now remembering, I believe there was actually, like, Daniel Craig was also planned to have a cameo as a stormtrooper in one of the newer Star Wars movies, but I think they cut it out because he was just too crazy or something. Like, I remember, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but, like, there was something about a Daniel Craig cameo that got cut. Because there's, like, fucking so many... Celebrities that cameo as stormtroopers in the. Yeah. Which I I do like that idea of just casting, like, A list stars as stormtroopers just for fun. Yeah, it's
2: it's a fun thing.
0: Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, so yeah, that's, that's my, that's my film. Um. So, yeah, now I believe we can move on to, uh, the first movie in the films of the years of our lives from the day
1: That I was born without
2: a face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love the last clip.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, like, it's just like a
2: favorite ghost bit for me.
0: It's so good. I like. I knew I had to. Com- I knew I had to include that. But then I, I had to figure out what actual movie clips to use. And so I mean, I used. I mean, you know, I love I love me some Rocky horror, so I, I put in the reference to Eddie's Teddy, the the beginning of the song there, and then it occurred to me that it's alive would be perfect. But the in the original Frankenstein, it's like way quieter than I imagined it to be, because like I searched it up on YouTube, it's way it's it's like on the same par as like Yo Adrian in Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> like it's way quieter and mellower than I expected it to be, so I ended up going with the young Frankenstein version instead with Gene Wilder. Um, have you seen Young Frankenstein? I have not. It's that's a good one. It's an, another good. I've heard. Yeah, another good Mel Brooks film, and Gene Wilder gives a great performance as Dr. Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. He, that's that's a running joke where he gets really mad about people Kevin. calling him Frankenstein. Um. So yes, um, as teased in the last episode, uh, we're going to be doing a challenge now where we take turns picking films that came out um for each year the two of us have been alive. Um, and I picked the first one for 1998, obviously, because I'm a I'm a year older than jacob i was born in 1998 he was born in 1999 Mm -hmm. and i ended up going with the prince of egypt uh for those who have not seen it it's basically i mean it's pretty much a straightforward adaptation of the biblical story of moses um he um you know, animated um, by
2: DreamWorks. For those who aren't familiar,
0: yes, it's it. It was DreamWorks' second film. Ants was their first. Um, but uh, it's um. So, uh, for those who don't know the story, um, it basically um. The the pharaoh orders for. All of the uh, baby boys, the the baby boy. Um, it's not the Hebrews. The Hebrews. I, I was yeah, getting it, it mixed up in my head whether it was e- e- Hebrews or Israelites. Um, but now he he orders all of the um, baby baby boy Hebrews to be killed. Um, the, the Egyptians have enslaved the, uh, Hebrews. And, um, Moses' mother, um, sends him off adrift in a river so that he does not get killed. Um, and he is actually found by the Pharaoh's wife, who adopts him. Um, then as they get older, um... Uh, print. Um, uh, Moses, you know, gets into antics with his brother Ramses.
2: Ramses, I think, technically. Uh, yeah. I remember. I remember there. I, just, I remember there being like one more syllable than I always like, than I remember from, from that name. Um.
0: Yeah i I thought I thought it was Ramsey it, it might have been different depending on what character says it.
2: I don't know ramses ramses is the word that we know <laughs> ramses um anyway he
0: um so uh they they are getting into antics um and uh the pharaoh thinks that ramses is being unresponsible uh but moses tell uh, encourages him to you know give his brother another chance um and give him the opportunity to prove he can be a worthy leader. And so, um, he actually, um, makes Ramsey's leader of something. I, I forget exactly what, what, what I think it, it was, he
2: was in charge of the temples.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. Um, and then, um, you know, more time pass it. Well, well, uh, Moses actually ends up running into, um, his, uh, who he, he doesn't realize are his biological siblings at the time. Um, but they, they tell him that, you know, um, oh, we, we were hoping that God would send you back to us to, to set us free. Um, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know what you're talking about." But then he he learns that um, the pharaoh had killed all the the Hebrew um, boys, and um, then he just his eyes are sort of opened to um, the how much uh, the Hebrews are being mistreated, and so uh, there's a point where he. Ki- he accidentally kills an Egyptian man, um, who is abusing a Hebrew slave, uh, and then he is so distraught by this that he, he runs away from home, uh, meets, uh, Zipporah, who shows up earlier in the film, it, because they're trying to basically sell her into slavery, sell her to be Ramses' sex slave. I mean, they don't use that phrasing, but, I mean, that's totally what is happening. Um, yeah. And um, they end up... You know, she doesn't like him at first, but eventually, like, he, he like, helps her village. They get married. And then he receives a message from God through a burning bush. This is, like, the mo- one of the more iconic parts that people will know from the, the biblical story. Um, uh, where... Um, You know, God tells Moses that, um, he's chosen him to be a messenger, um, and that he has to go to the pharaoh, who at this point, Ramses is now the pharaoh, um, uh, and order him to let their people go. He goes, Ramses says no, uh, and then Moses and God bring plagues onto Egypt, um, until Ramses will eventually agree to let his people go. Um, he, there, there's a bunch of different plagues. Um, the plague that finally gets Ramses to let the Hebrews go is the fact that God smites the firstborn of every household that does not paint their door with blood. Um, and this results in the death of Ramses' son, his only son, um, but then just as the Hebrews are, you know, going off to be free and going to the promised land, uh, the Egyptians attack, Moses parts the Red Sea, um, and, uh, then, um, you know, uh, they, they escape and go into the promised land and have have a good time in the, in the land of milk and honey.
2: And it ends on a shot of what I believe is, assuming I remember biblical stories correctly, uh, Moses coming down from the mountain of the 10 commandments.
0: Yes. Yes. He comes down with the 10 commandments. That, that is what that is. I believe. Um, and yeah, um. So initial thoughts on this movie. Wow. When people say this is pick our DreamWorks is best, they ain't kidding. This, yeah. I mean, I mean, in my opinion, at least, this is definitely their best work.
2: Uh, what? What and about you? My initial thoughts are are weird because like. I enjoyed the movie. It was a, it was a good time. I definitely enjoyed it, but it's like, for how good it was and how much I enjoyed it, I really have very little to say about the movie. Um, and yeah. I'm not quite sure what they because there's, there's a lot to enjoy about the movie, even as something like who's like not super religious.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause, cause I'm. I mean I don't know much about your Yeah cuz
2: like, like the animation is fantastic throughout the movie like the story the story is fairly very well told like you get a really good sense of, of, of all the lot of all the like main characters that are in play Mhm Um like the I, I wasn't expecting it to be a musical most of the songs are pretty good
0: Yeah yeah I I did know this was a musical going in um, and actually, there there is a stage adaptation. It has not premiered on Broadway yet, but it was, uh, I, it it was um, West End, I believe. Um, there there was a West End production uh, going on that um, has been put on hold due to Backstreet Boys reunion tour. Uh uh-huh. Um, I haven't, I haven't, I don't know much about that stage adaptation, but yeah, I would. This is definitely something I would love to see on stage.
2: Yeah, um, there's, there's really only one song that I wasn't the biggest fan of. Uh, it was the uh, Welcome to... You're Playing With The Big Voice Now song. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, I was into... I felt that like there was, like... Partly for, like, external reasons, I couldn't really take the lines super seriously, and they repeated a lot throughout the song.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, And it's... Also it's it's also worth noting that that's one of the only songs where the actors are singing quote unquote cuz for most most of the characters have a different most of the characters have two different actors they have the the actor and then they who's providing the voice and then and they the have someone playing the scene doing the singing voice which um, has become much less common nowadays for animated musicals, but... Although it, it worked very
2: well for this movie. Yeah,
0: it, it was the norm for back then. Um, and I didn't mind it. Uh, it I the, the people who are singing are all very talented. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Um, this movie, I mean, Pixar has always gone out like gone all out with an all star cast, but holy shit! Val Kilmer <laughs> plays Moses, which is, I mean, at, in this day and age, he's probably the least relevant of any of these actors. Because <laughs> like, what 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 was like the last? What's like his most recent? Hold on, I'll big check thing? that. He's he's sixty now. Like, I mean, he was
2: oh, Kilmer. He was Jim. He played recent? Jim
0: Morrison in The Doors.
2: His most recently released movie was the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh,
0: really? Oh, all right. Um, he's also oh, he was in the
2: Snowman. Oh,
0: oh, that movie. Um, but he was also um in Top Gun. Oh, I wonder if he's in the new Top
2: Gun. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's playing. It It looks like he's. I haven't watched the first Top Gun movie, but based on just. Knowledge and logic. He seems to be reprising his role for yeah, Top Gun Maverick.
0: Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. He is reprising the same role, um, which I learned recent. Apparently, my mom's a really big fan of Top Gun, which I did not expect.
2: <laughs> he he also plays Mark Twain in the Tom recent Tom Sawyer movies, which are, like in the recent Tom Sawyer movie, which I was not aware was a thing.
0: Yeah. He's also um, Batman in Batman Forever. And it. This is interesting. He apparently played Moses in the Ten Commandments the musical. Oh, like actually on stage, so he can sing. If that's to be believed, like, but, huh? Interesting. Um, also, interestingly, he also plays God. In, oh. in in this movie, we, he went uncredited as God, but yeah, he he is the voice of God, um, <laughs> and um, uh, you have Ray Fiennes as Ramses, of course, very well known, um, uh, mostly to people our age as Voldemort. Ah, uh-huh. um, yeah. Um. Also, um. I mean, he's done plenty of stuff. He was, um starred in the Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, which is a great Wes Anderson film. Um, he's starring in the upcoming Kingsman prequel. But yeah, he's he's done quite a bit. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer is Zipporah, uh, Moses's wife. Um, of course, Michelle Pfeiffer, again, a little less relevant today, but still, like, I mean, Catwoman in Batman, which is funny, Batman, Batman and Catwoman getting married.
2: Um, (laughs) uh, Which is a thing that happened in the comics, and we'll see how long that lasts.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Sandra Bullock as Miriam, um, his biological sister, um, which, I mean, for Sandra Bullock, you'd really expect her to be a bigger part, but, like... I, I guess she she wasn't as big... I mean, she was still a pretty big star at this point, but not as big as she is now. Like, she hadn't won any Oscars yet. Um, you've got Jeff Goldblum as Aaron, his biological brother. Um, Danny Glover as Zipporah's father. Patrick Stewart as the pharaoh. Helen Mirren as the queen. Um, Steve Martin and Martin Short as Hotep and boy Huey I, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Hi, I don't know. It's H U Y. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um but they they're the high priests who sing um you you're playing with the big boys the the big boys now. Um which I feel like might contribute to why that that song is probably well I mean Steve Martin can kind of sing but like I don't know. It was weird because, like, I... Yeah. Th- those those two definitely stuck out to me um, a little bit um, because of that casting. Now, obviously, if this movie were made today, you probably wouldn't want to cast so many white people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, for the time, it works. Um, for the time,
2: it wasn't as in everyone's mind to yeah, not do that.
0: Yeah, like that that's probably my one gripe with the film, but like that I mean again, it was 1998 and they all do a great job and it's not like it's like they're being racially insensitive necessarily. I mean, it is a movie about oppression, but like yeah, whatever. Um um, no, I, now, I, I am, I, I do consider myself a Christian. I'm not, like, super religious, but, um, I, you know, I, I do believe in God. Um, I have not, Yeah, well, I might have read it as a kid, but I do not remember, like, like, I, like, I wouldn't be able to tell you how accurate this is to the biblical story, but from my understanding, this is, like, very accurate. Like, for the most part. They they even have the disclaimer at the beginning, like, even though, like, some creative liberties were taken, we we do consider this to be, like, the definitive telling of this story. Um, or something like that. Like, not...
2: I don't not, think they use the word definitive. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, well, yeah, no. My, I used the wrong word. They, they like, a faithful telling.
2: Yeah, that sounds, that sounds closer. Um, I think they're being a bit more humble at the beginning there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. Which, I mean... Man,
2: that'd be ballsy to just open up a religious movie as this is the definitive telling of this religious text. Yeah, that would be very... (laughs) The ballsiest thing of all time, dear God.
0: Oh, gosh, imagine if they said that at the beginning of Noah. (laughs) (laughs) um no but like this is i mean from my understanding very faithful to the um to the original tale i i gotta give it praise for not pulling any punches with
2: like the tone because it gets yeah.
0: super dark
2: yeah, and i, I forget does... i forget how like, for one to this how forget our root this is like the those early the stories of the Bible are yeah. at times. And I also forget how ruthless God is in those early stories of the Bible. Yeah. So like nowadays, like we get this like really sanitized version of God in a lot of, like a lot of media, but man, in the stories, he was goddamn ruthless, and you forget that a lot. Yeah,
0: pun not intended. Um, or was it intended? What was the pun? Goddamn ruthless.
2: Oh. I didn't even know realize I was saying that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um... Yeah, but... So it gets pun
2: intended in that case.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, no, God is, yeah, God is ruthless, and a lot of people forget that, um, and this movie shows it. They do not pull any punches, like, it, like that, the song, I think, I would probably say, um, the, the song, I, I forget the name of the song, but, um, uh, hang on. Uh, Prince of Egypt soundtrack cuz I I just want to get this right um track listing um, the plagues it, i guess i guess the song is just called the plagues um not, not necessarily the most creative type. Oh, I didn't realize Ray Fiennes also did his singing for this. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. That guy can sing. Oof. Um, And, um... Yeah, um... That's probably my favorite song in the movie. Um... And it, like, shows how brutal God is with these... Um... With these, uh plagues and it's beautifully animated and like it's like because you can see like you can see the lesions on or on people like they like they did not pull any this is like this is a pg movie and they yeah like, like i i was thinking this entire like i was thinking throughout this entire movie like wow like they like they did not pull any punches, like and yeah. and also that scene where like Moses first sees like the painting, like the or like the Egyptian like drawing or like the the hieroglyphics or whatever of uh-huh. the all the baby boys just being slaughtered, like Jesus, not yeah. not no pun intended, but like wow, they I mean they really. didn't um like dumb they they really didn't um tone it down at all um which i really appreciate that especially for an animated film like they like i mean obviously like this is a pg film so like you know kids are like can go see it but like i mean and i don't think it's like
2: too horrifying for
0: although I probably I probably would have been scared by this as a kid
2: I feel I feel like nowadays the turning the Nile to blood seems to probably be a bit of a higher rating than. Yeah, that's. Just because, like, the presence of blood, and also, dear God, I forgot that turning the Nile to blood was a thing that happens in those stories. Yeah,
0: that's the first, uh, yeah, the
2: first plague there. And, and that. Yeah, I must say, the prettiest ripper of blood I've ever seen depicted yeah, in movies. I know, it's. Also, movies. the only ripper of blood I've seen depicted at all, but still.
0: That, yeah, no, they did a really good job with the animation. that, Like, the. And the part where, like,. The part where I first was like, oh, God, this is one of the most beautiful animated movies I've ever seen um, was... Well, for the first instance of that was um, when God is talking to Moses through the burning bush. Because oh, yeah, all that like, light swirling around is just, is just gorgeous. Um, and yeah. the, the River of Blood was another instance... And the part that really got me was The Parting of the Red Sea. Oh yeah, that scene's freaking done. That scene is so beautiful. And it's ruined in my mind because of a Cards Against Humanity game I had (laughs) with Liam years ago. (laughs) And now I get into explaining the joke of the thumbnail because there was I, I believe it was just the prompt was just make a haiku i think it, it was one where we put where we had to put down three cards and one i don't remember what the exact uh context was but the f- combination of cards we got uh the one of the combinations of cards was and he had some expansion. It, w- it was on Pretend You're Zizzy, so he had, like, the Smash Bros. expansion, the anime expansion, uh-huh. stuff like that. So, the combination we got was Pichu parting the Red Sea and Henry Godo dressed as Sailor Moon falling downstairs. What? <laughs> Fuck. which i don't know who henry i st- I know i looked it up at the time but i still don't know who henry goto is but but i mean that just now whenever i think of the parting of the red sea i can't not think of pichu doing it so that's <laughs> why the thumbnail has the scene of the red sea parting but pichu's doing it that's that's why she's on the thumbnail, guys.
2: Yeah. Also, uh, going back a bit in the movie, uh, I must say, like the scene where God is smiting all the firstborns of Egypt. Oh. I must say, like like the the ethereal like myth, like the people, like like the ethereal wind that described it as that is like, passing through Egypt is like it's really it's like a really perfect mixture of beautiful and terrifying yeah
0: it's oh my god and then like even though like you know ramses is obviously not a good dude Uh he i mean he's enslaved the hebrews well i mean just continuing the enslavement of hebrews that um was started long before his time um but the fact that like I mean, yeah, no, obviously, he's not a guy you root for. But, like, when his son dies, it, like, it was heartbreaking.
2: Yeah. Because... It really, really, like, it really else made, like, that initial victory of, like, the Hebrews being finally free to make, feel a bit bittersweet. Because they're finally free, but a lot of not great stuff happened to force that.
0: Yeah, but, and, I mean... There, but the like it just makes you think about so much of it. Like, a again it drives point the home that like it er, it drives home the point that um, God is ruthless, and if you like 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 Ramses did not listen to Moses slash God and suffered so much for it. Um, and his people suffered so much for it, um, and it just, like, all, like, all of it could have been prevented if Ramses had just let the Hebrews go when, upon the first request. Um, and it's just, like, it, it just puts so much into perspective, like, and, and it, like, it's because again, you don't root for Ramses at all. In fact, it like immediately after setting the Hebrews go, he like sends his men off to kill them. Um, but then, like, there, I mean, there's this scene, and it also like there's an extra layer to the heartbreak because Moses and Ramses grew up as brothers, yeah. So, like they're like like moses still loves ramses even though he's you know in. again he has refused to let the hebrew slaves go um like he still feels this love for his brother because how could you not yeah um and so it just makes it like, even, like, the Hebrews are free, but, like, so much suffering had to happen before that on both ends. Um, and it's just... It's just beautiful and heartbreaking and terrifying and so many feelings in this movie. Oh, my yeah. gosh.
2: Like, even, like, give some insight... Give a bit of, give a bit of a glimpse into the mind of like why he's like so stubbornly refusing to let the Hebrews go with like his like paranoid like paranoidness paranoid, at the insecurities about being like the weak link in the dynasty that will end Egypt. Yeah, like from yeah. his like father just like being so hard on him when he was younger.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm is getting late and like staring at the red s- and the red sea on this image it was start it was moving for me for a second like like my, my mind was playing tricks on me and it was like it was actually parting more oh gosh Pichu, what are you doing stop that <laughs> uh anyway <laughs> um yeah, so, yeah, this movie is so beautiful, and I just, I mean, I don't have any more specifics, but, like, the cast is fantastic, the animation is beautiful. God, I miss 2D animation. Yeah. I mean, there there is some utilization of 3D animation as well. Actually... I'm just reminded of, like, one other issue I had with the movie. And this – well, I didn't notice this at first. But, like – so, like, I started this movie and got, like, uh, maybe 15 minutes in um, before, like, Hulu just shat the bed. And was uh-huh. like, sorry, we're, we're having trouble playing this back. And I'm like, ah, damn it. So I had to, like – watch this. And like, I, I wanted to, you know, start the film from the beginning. Um, when I was watching it, I didn't want to just pick up where I left off. I, I rewound and started from the beginning. Um, and on my, so like on my second time viewing this particular scene, I noticed something interesting when Moses and Ramses are racing their chariots, there's, a block of... W- There's, like, wood that breaks off the f- the Sphinx's nose? Uh-huh. How? <laughs> How? Like, you even because
2: say- Because it's a movie featuring the Sphinx with a nose. There's almost a prerequisite that the nose has to fall off at some point, which is, like, a hilariously stupid trope to just show up in so many movies. But the... But the
0: thing is it was broken by wood. Like I'm I'm not questioning why the th- nose fell off in the first place. I'm questioning how the wood broke it off because we see literally 2 seconds later the nose tumbling down and breaking a bunch of more wood. So clearly it's stronger than wood. <laughs> like what? <laughs> that was that was the one other issue i had and i didn't even notice it the first time and then i rewatched it and i was like wait hang on <laughs> like oh anyway um so that's yeah well i mean going into final thoughts um on unless, unless you have any more specifics, stuff right, go it. ahead um this movie is so beautiful, and it's like it really is. Like I mean, from my understanding, very faithful, um, to the the source material, which is re- which really is important, especially when dealing with the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can take creative liberties and be okay, but like, is And it's also very hard to find, like, good film adaptations of biblical stories. Like, this is... I mean, I'm just gonna... Well, okay. There's a lot I haven't seen. There's a lot of classics I haven't seen. But from what I've seen, this is probably... Out of what I've seen, the best film adaptation of a biblical story I've ever seen, and yes, I'm putting it above VeggieTales, baby. (laughs) I I mean, I grew up on that. I grew up on that. I still love VeggieTales, but like, I mean, you know, it's silly. This is just—I mean, this this is breathtaking. Um, uh, and yeah, that's, yeah, that's all, that's all I gotta say. I mean, we didn't talk that much about the music even, but I also, the music is beautiful because I had been like told by so many people who like I've talked to about theater stuff, like 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 not necessarily people who are involved with theater but people who are fans of musicals were like oh you got to see the prince of egypt um and yeah it's very very good very good i yeah we're we're off to a very strong start with this film too yeah
2: uh two two things to start uh one i'm glad i had more i'm glad i discovered that i had more to talk about than i initially had than i initially thought i had uh two God damn it, the VeggieTales thing reminded me of... Okay, so this is wildly off-topic, but... Oh, is this the JoJo thing? No, no, this is not the JoJo thing. We have not gotten to the JoJo thing for you. I'm waiting to see your... I am waiting with bated breath to see your reaction to the JoJo thing, but... Okay. Uh, No, it just reminded me that there's an episode of fucking Rick and Morty that references VeggieTales. I'm not at all surprised by that. Because, like, like, the idea was, like, they're stuck. Like, they, it's an episode like, that, like, like, it's an episode that's wild, Like that's widely metaphorical for, like, making an episode of Rick and Morty. So, at the, towards the end of the episode, like, the villain, like, hooks them up to a machine that, like, gets powered by, like, their, like, ability as characters. And so, like, they're able to defeat the villain by doing something wildly, so wildly wildly out of character for both of them and that's Rick starts praying to Jesus.
0: Oh yeah, I remember that from the sins video. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's that. Anyway, back onto the actual topic of the movie. Yeah. Uh yeah, the good movie like I had a good time watching it. It's movie animated. Uh, it just makes me I have it makes me regret two things. One that 2D animation isn't as prevalent in like mainstream movies anymore because it can be beautifully done. But like so many studios prefer to use CGI for movies. You can also and, like use both too. You, know, like, you both, can also like, use both like, like, very movie well. Yeah, uses both. Yeah, like for <laughs> like, but i really it's, like 2D and like you can. T- <sighs> it's, like, there's so much potential that movies just like a, a lot of movies are just like a kind of ignoring with 2D animations in favor of 3D. And well, that's I mean, sad, unfortunately,
0: but. it's just that 3D is cheaper and easier. That's yeah. what it comes down to.
2: You know, which is sad, but the second thing it makes me regret is that there aren't like, this is one of the few like Christian movies that I've heard of that are good. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them are just like bad like propaganda films. So it makes me regret that there aren't more like good Christian Christian movies out there. Yeah. There's like religious movies in general out there because like Like, there's a lot of, like, really interesting material you could make movies on, but, like, so many of them are just not that great. Yeah, and there's so many great stories
0: to tell from the Bible that have been completely butchered in film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna be it for this podcast. And I know, Jacob, you already
2: told me, uh, your choice for 1999. Uh, yeah, so next episode, uh, for our 1999 episode the one for the day i was born we'll be watching the movie greet the green mile Uh, which considering the length of the movie we may finish by the time that if we started now we might finish it by the time we record the next episode podcast because dear fucking god that's a long ass movie
0: yeah um also uh for me it's actually killing three birds with one stone because A, it's a movie my mom's wanted to watch with me for quite some time because for Mother's Day, I got her a four DVD pack. Um, the main draw to it was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which m- my mom and I had talked about. And she, I haven't seen that yet. And she really wanted to own it because it was one of her dad's uh-huh. favorites. Um and I got this four-pack that included that, as well as Shawshank Redemption, which I have finally seen, and it's so good. Um, the Green Mile and Cool Hand Luke, the only movie my mom isn't interested in watching
2: with me. Um, oh, question, how much do you know about The Green Mile?
0: Um, I know there's a really br- heartbreaking scene
1: okay, involving...
0: Okay the electric chair okay yeah and that's all okay else. good i
2: i don't need to apologize in advance for that then you're aware
0: yeah yeah i know i know about that but still probably gonna <laughs> um and i oh, yeah, I've, I've
2: seen i've seen parts of that scene out of context and it gets me to tear up
0: yeah
2: um, i can't imagine just like with an entire movie of knowing the characters before anyway We'll, we'll get to that on the next episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I know that, of course, that stars Tom Hanks and um, Michael Clark Does Douglas. Did I get that name
2: right? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I'm not I sure. Think... I, don't, yeah, I don't know yeah, no, that's right. very well. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so that'll be our 1999 film. Uh, and I've been looking at other years as well. Uh, for my uh, future picks. Oh, and the 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 other stone I'm killing with it, um, is the fact that it is on that hundred movies bucket list poster that I mentioned uh, why a long time ago. Um, but yeah, so that'll cross off another one on there, which will be nice, and I've definitely got some others, um, for for my year picks that'll cross off movies on that list too. Uh, of course, given that of course provided Jacob hasn't seen these movies but um, yeah that's gonna be it for this episode of the podcast um we're running out of topics to talk about so guys if you have a topic in mind, let us know because yeah. we yeah we need we need topics for this podcast <laughs> because this one got weird. <laughs> Which is fine, but also, like, it'd be nice to have another episode where we actually are talking about something with structure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's gonna be it. Structure, what's that? <laughs> Said the makers of Wonder Park. <laughs> uh, and
2: on that note, peace. Adios. And scene.